0: Ask Pat. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and a happy Friday to those of you who listen as these come out. If you don't, happy awesome day, whatever day it is for you. You're awesome because you're listening. Thank you. Uh, this is episode 379 of Ask Pat, and today... We have a great question from Carlos. But before we get to that, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is AWeber.com, the ESP, email service provider that I've used ever since day one, since I started collecting emails, to not only be able to send broadcast emails out to people who have obviously given me permission to send them information, but also I use that to build a better relationship with those people in my audience. A lot of us are on email lists. Of course, we get emails every day from different companies that we've signed up for. And if you can be different, you can be different from the other people in your niche so what i what i would advise is actually subscribe to as many i did this when i started out and it taught me a lot about what not to do and also how to position myself in terms of email because email is still one of the best ways to communicate with people but if you subscribe to everybody else in your space and you see that there are these common trends and they all be they're, they're all treating the people on the email lists they're all sending you the same kinds of emails well then you know not to do that and you can send something different. You can stand out. That's how my email list has been able to stand out and do it very well and get an open rate between fifty and sixty percent now uh thanks to that and, and hopefully that helps out. If you want to get build it if you want to get started building your email list go to aweber that's a w e b e r dot com slash ask pat. Again it's aweber.com slash ask pat. All right. Uh here's today's question from Carlos.
1: Hey Pat, how you doing? This is Carlos Montolio. Um, I have a website called, uh, well, it's a blog site called uh, QuietSalesGuide.com, www.quietsalesguide.com. And I'm looking to launch a podcast pretty soon. And basically, the podcast is going to be sales advice, tips, uh, training uh, for non-typical salespeople. And I'm also going to give insight into uh, different sales aspects. So I'm going to be interviewing a lot of sales execs and CEOs, CTOs, stuff like that. So my question is for you is how do you structure your interviews? How do you come up with the questions, come up with the structure to um, do an interview? and have it come out so well. I mean, all your interviews on Smart Passive Income uh, blog uh, podcasts, sorry, uh, are awesome. So I wanted to get that feedback from you. And just as a little tidbit, um, I attended the uh, virtual one day BB. I couldn't go to it in person because uh, we we're just having a, a, another baby boy. But I did attend virtually and it was awesome. Thank you and Chris Tucker for uh, all the information that you give us and uh, keep doing it. I mean, you're awesome, Pat, and uh, I hope to keep learning from you in the future as well. Thank you.
0: Hey, Carlos, thank you so much for the question, all the kind words, and also the great testimonial and shout-out for the virtual ticket for One Day Business Breakthrough. A lot of people attended that. A lot of people loved it, and uh, I'm actually really happy to mention – I haven't mentioned this on Ask Pat yet, so I'll just take a moment just to pitch this really quick. Uh, But Chris and I actually put those recordings together from that day and put it together, and it's available for everybody to download if they want to purchase. Same price as the virtual ticket. It's at onedaybb.com slash download. Again, that's onedaybb.com slash download. Uh, and again, Carlos, thank you for attending and all the kind words. And I'm, I'll, I'll obviously let Chris know about it. And uh, just thanks. We're gonna be doing those again in the future in some way, shape, or form. We don't know. We've got a lot of great feedback, a lot of ideas for what to do next with One Day Business Breakthrough. And so you'll see more from Chris and I later in the year in regards to that. But enough about us. This is about you. So how do I structure my interviews I said it was about you but then I went back to I but you know I'm talking about my interview structures to help you that's the point of this so interviews have a lot to say on this because I've listened to a lot of podcasts a lot of podcasts that have interviews I've conducted a lot of interviews on podcasts and I've taken a lot of advice from a lot of people as well I've used some of that advice and I've not used some of that advice now there are on one extreme interview shows where the questions are exactly the same Every single time. And that's pretty helpful. Because the interviewer. You. Would be able to know. Which questions to ask. And your audience begins. To understand. What kind of content. Kind of gets pulled out. From each of the uh, guests. So if there was a future guest. Coming on. You know what questions. Are going to be asked. Asked of that guest. And that's pretty cool. I am on. More so the other extreme. Where I don't even really know. What questions I'm going to ask. I think about me in particular, the end, what is the end game? What is the purpose? What do I want my audience to get out of this? What is the transformation? That's my keyword for interviews. What is the transformation? And that's important because I want people to transform. I want people to, after listening to an interview, be a different person, you know? And it's my job as the interviewer to get the person who I'm interviewing to get them to spill that content that's gonna make that transformation happen. And so our role as an interviewer in this particular style is to guide, to guide to do something. Those other shows, they're great, but we kind of know what kinds of answers we're going to get. With the way that I approach it, you don't necessarily know what answers you're going to get, but you know the purpose going into it. Your audience might not know, although based on your title of your blog post or the podcast episode or the show notes in the description in it, they will have obviously some idea of what it is that they can get out of it. Obviously, you want that to be apparent so that they will take action and listen to it. Yes, this is the episode I've been waiting for because Carlos asks so-and-so about this and he's going to get him to tell me how to do that. And by the end of this, I will be different. I will know how to do that. I will know how to implement it. That's, that's exactly what you want. Now, typically in my interviews, I start with the origin story, some sort of uh, beginning. How do they get into what they do? And that's always an interesting story. And I try to keep that as short as possible because it's not always about the story about how they got there, but what is it that they went through and also getting into the depths of that. You know, the origin story is great when they're telling that it's awesome, but that's very surface level. You want to understand why all that stuff happened. Why did they make those decisions? How do they feel? Because you want to put your audience in that person's shoes. Well, how did you feel when that happened? Or what? What? what how, how, why did you decide to do it that way? Those why questions, those follow-up questions are golden. And that's what makes me personally feel like this style of interviewing is much better and more, uh, even though it's a little bit diff- more difficult and it's harder to practice, it's much better for the end user, the end listener. Because those are questions that you would ask in a normal conversation, right? You would have a normal conversation with somebody, not by having a predetermined set of questions, but by having a real conversation and trying to understand why your friend went through that or why they made that decision. You know, if you're having a conversation with your friend, you wouldn't have them tell a story and be like, "Well, my next question is this." You know, you would go deeper. "Well, why how, why did you do that? What what made you decide to feel that way? Or what what were the hardest parts about that?" Or did you get any help when you're going through that because it seemed like a hard thing for you to do or I wouldn't be able to do that on my own. Did you have anybody help you? Like those kinds of questions, which are hard to come up off the top of your head, I will admit. Um, They do come with experience though. So as you get into your podcast... And you know, just rely, you know, and have faith in yourself in terms of having a personal conversation with these people and these people who are on the other end listening. They are that fly on the wall, and you know they're there. You're asking these questions for them, but also for you to help you and your audience understand because you and your audience, you're in this together. You are asking this person the same questions. You are just hopefully reading the minds of those in your audience, and that's what I always try to do. So that that's how I approach my interviews. It's not very structured. That's, I mean, it is structured in terms of you start with the origin story and then you just get deeper. And then once that topic seems to be good or on point, then we go on to the next thing. Well, uh, you also did this. Can you tell me what made you do that? Or uh, how did you get started with that? Or what were some of the challenges you went through when you were doing this? Now, I will say going into an interview, I have an idea of obviously what this person could provide for my audience. I also have an idea of what topics they are are an expert in so that I can then pull out that information. Uh, I can also understand perhaps they've used some specific strategies or tips or they're famous for something, for example, I know to talk about those. So I'll write them down in a bullet point list that's right in front of me and that's all I need. I don't write down necessarily the particular questions. I used to do that. now, I will say sometimes, and this is the final point here, sometimes you will interview somebody, you'll schedule it ahead of time, and they'll ask you for questions. Uh, typically, when that happens, I actually won't send the questions. I'll initially just send that bullet point list. We'll hear the topics I want to cover. I want to talk about your origin story, how you got started, but then how, how did you become an expert on you know, quantum physics? And then from there, how did you turn quantum physics into you know, something that helped you become a better father? Or I, I don't know. So I, I'm just making that up. But, you know, kind of giving a person that path, but not giving them the questions because those follow-up questions, which you won't even know until that happens because, again, you're having a real conversation and you don't know what questions you're going to ask when you're having a real conversation. You know, you don't want to have that person be like, well, you you didn't follow the questions that you wrote down? Well, of course, because we're having a real conversation. So that's my thought on that. So Carlos, I hope this helps you in any way, shape or form. Um, My last piece of advice would be to listen to podcasts that you like and discover why you like them. And also listen to a number of other podcasts. And if you don't like them, try to discover why. And that's what I did when I first started out and what has shaped my podcast to be what it is today or my podcast's to be what they are today and the approach that I take with them, whether they are solo episodes or interview shows. So hopefully that was helpful. Again, thank you for your question, Carlos. You'll hear from my assistant in a couple weeks because we're going to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt. She's going to collect your information so we can send that to you free of charge for having your question featured here in the show. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here in the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page using the widget from speakpipe.com. You'll see it. You cannot miss it if you go to askpat.com. I also want to thank aweber.com for being awesome and making it super easy for me to build my email list and also to put opt-in forms on my website and create different lists and all those sorts of things. Um, It also integrates with a lot of third-party software out there that you could use to also build your list even more. They are one of the most popular email service providers, and I recommend them if you're just starting out. Head on over to aweber.com. That's A-W-E-B-E-R.com slash askpat. That'll give you access to a 30-day free trial. Again, only available at aweber.com slash askpat. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Since it's the end of the week, I'm gonna ask you just once this week, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review for Ask Pat. If you just have a moment, that would mean so much to me. It helps in so many ways, not just the rankings, but you know, just letting people know who come across this show on iTunes that this is a show they should listen to or not listen to, depending on, your honest answer. So whatever it is, please leave an honest review. Go to iTunes and leave a review for Ask Pat. Just look up Ask Pat on iTunes. Thank you so much. And to finish off the week and this episode, here is a quote from Paolo Coelho. He said, there is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, the fear of failure. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat.